one out, please go ahead and do so uh, at your earliest convenience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In this morning's Gospel lesson, uh, we hear the story of a man who has prepared a feast and sends out invitations to his guests. In turn, those who were invited offer various reasons as to why they need to be excused. To each of the invitees, uh, matters of land, livestock, or family are simply more important than attending the feast. On the surface, they make a very legitimate point. It is a good thing to oversee one's property and affairs. It's a good thing to tend to the stewardship of one's means. Certainly, it's a good thing to attend to one's spouse and family. But none of these occupations are of themselves a bad thing. The problem in the parable arises when these things are preferred to the feast. Now, this might strike us as a bit confusing as modern readers. Why does the man who's giving the feast get so bent out of shape when the guests do not attend? The answer has to do by what is meant by the invitation. Now, most of us have had the experience of giving a dinner party or going to a dinner party. In such situations, it's often the case that the meal itself, the, the actual sitting around a table and eating the, the food, is not really the point. But rather, it's the time that we spend together and what that means. With the right people around one's table, uh, a simple pot of mac and cheese can feel like a rich time together, kind of like a feast. This is why the man in the parable reacts so powerfully. It's not about the feasting itself. It's about the friendship offered in the invitation and the apparent ease with which that friendship is disregarded. But Jesus is not merely talking about social niceties or cultural hospitality in this parable. He's using those things as a common cultural experience uh, as a simile for the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God like? Well, it's like a wedding feast. Who gets invited to wedding feasts? Just anyone? No. Wedding feasts are occasions where we invite those we consider to be our family and our closest friends. It's an intimate affair for sharing one, sharing one of life's most joyous moments. The kingdom, explains Jesus, is not just, you know, eating food. The kingdom is a celebration of family, of friendship, of union, and of love. God himself is the host and has opened his home and all of his provisions to anyone who will come at his invitation. Now we're starting to get a clearer picture as to why rejecting the invitation is such a big deal. Land, oxen, family, these are important matters. They're worthy of our attention. But standing next to friendship with <clears throat> God himself, uh, even these things can pale in comparison and should pale in comparison. St. John compounds the matter for us, makes it more complicated. In his mind, the feast is nothing less than the life and love of God. In last week's epistle, we learned that God is love, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. This week, 
St. John tells us that we know that we have passed from death to life because we love. Life, feasting, loving, all of these are windows through which we see what is waiting in the midst of and at the end of a life lived for God. We often use the phrase, and we did just now at the end of the creed, the life of the world to come. Today, we get a better sense for what is meant by that. What is this life toward which we are journeying and sometimes battling? Well, it's like when what we thought was dead and gone and hopeless is restored to life and wholeness. It's like when we are sitting close with those we love, free of the many concerns that divide and isolate us, where we know them and are fully known and loved by them. It's like when our closest friends get married and the party that we throw to celebrate that. All of these things are what is meant by that life. It's what the feast is. It's that celebration of a life made whole, a new life made out of pieces. Christianity is the best religion in the world because the end of the story is actually the kind of ending we want. And they lived happily ever after, and all was well. What could be better? The answer is, of course, nothing. But sometimes we get distracted from that by things that cause us to hesitate or pause in accepting our own invitation to the feast. Sometimes we distract each other, we war against each other in barren struggles that in the end are really not that important. It's so easy to fail at loving. How do we stay on track? How do we get to the feast? How do we avoid rejecting the invitation? St. John tells us that we ought to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and love one another. It's a simple secret, and yet the whole Christian life is spent mastering these very two habits. Every act in their minds of Christ-like love, those times when we pursue the goodness of others, when we forgive and seek forgiveness, when we open our lives in hospitality to others, and when we help the poor, the oppressed, the needy, and the lonely, all of these become one more step closer to the feast. On the other hand, every act of selfishness or envy or materialism becomes one more step away from the feast. In life, we're either moving towards the feast or away from the feast. We have to choose which event we want to attend. And we make this decision again each new day. The feast of the kingdom is full of life, (coughs) full of love and joy, of music and dancing. The feast of self is that sad party to which no one else shows up one of wilting streamers of uneaten food that grows forever cold and of the same monotonous song which has long since ceased to amuse. The feast is reality. Our love for one another gives us the evidence and confidence that we are getting ready to attend, that we are on our way to the party. The feast is all there is. And so may we choose right now to attend 
in thought, word, and action. For, as our Lord says, blessed is the one who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.